is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Desire to Inspire. It's your mama's favorite podcast. You, heard? you already know it's me and Freddie, but we got J.R. Smith in the building. Jeremy, <laughs> what's what going is going on, on, bro? What's so happening, fellas? Oh, having a know. good day down here oh. in Georgia? Hell yeah. Got my, uh, my buddy Brody, the guy I train up uh, through the interwebs. He had a, his first bull riding competition. Oh, shit. And yeah, dude, in about two months. And uh, we got another one tonight. So, oh, yeah, I live yeah. life, man. I'm, it's nice. I was up in Cleveland. It was cold. And I'm down here. It's like 85 degrees. Yeah. Love it. 85 oh, yeah. and sunny, baby. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, we're going to get into this bull riding later, 100%. But we were just having a conversation off air and we just had to kick shit on because it was going to go somewhere else. So, Jeremy, if you want to like start back where you were about like this. 8 a.m. everyday thing. But I'll just start there and then we'll, we'll spiral back out of control. Cool, cool. Oh, yeah. It'll it'll get out of control quick. But <laughs> we'll, we'll start with a little structure. I like it. So, yeah, what, what we were just talking about, man, we were going into that 8 a.m. Bible study we do every day. And it was uh, – it's, it's it's really great. If anybody is out there listening and, and they want to know more about it, hit, hit up one of us and we'll get you the information on it. But, uh, yeah, every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m., uh, we got people from Wisconsin, I'm from Cleveland, we got dudes in California, we got this lady in the Philippines, we got a couple of dudes from Africa that are Damn. those dudes are doing are doing real big stuff. They're they're literally going out to these villages of people that have never even heard the name of Jesus and they're teaching them for the very first time. And some of the stuff that those dudes tell us and the stories and the experiences they have with these people is crazy. But, uh, but yeah, so what we were just talking about, we were talking about uh, the growth we had in, in our most recent study. We were talking about, uh, there was two dudes in there that had deferring opinions on uh, basically what our lives should be, you know? It's, it's mm-hmm. one said, you know, we should strive to live this perfect, sinless life, you know? Like, that should be the goal, like, strive for that. And another dude was saying how, that's just completely unrealistic and there's us even thinking that we can strive for that isn't right. And, you know, these two dudes were just going back yeah. and forth and we were all just kind of like on there listening, just letting them to talk. Cause it's usually like 10, 12 people, but it was just these two dudes talking for a little while and you can tell like they were getting annoyed with each other and they're like starting to get into it a little bit. And then we just start like broke it up a little bit, start laughing. And then, uh, I don't know. We we just got back in the word. I think it was Luke six eighteen, maybe. And uh it's talking about how when Jesus, who's the only person that ever was perfect and completely sinless, no flaws, never did anything wrong, not even one time his whole entire life, no matter where you go in the history books, everybody always paints him. Literally you can't find a bad thing the dude did. He was that guy. And even when he would be giving these sermon on the mounts and talking to all these people from the mountain. He'd be on the top of the mountain praying and have 5,000 people standing underneath him ready to listen. Before he would talk, he would come down from the mountain and get on level field with everybody. So it's like, if the one dude that did have this perfect life that we're even discussing right now did have that, and even he had to come down on level field just to talk with everybody because that's what he thought was important, what are we arguing about over who knows more about this and that, you know, it's like, yep. we, we, we ain't got that right. We don't know that. 
Right. You know what yep. I mean? But, but yeah, it, it's really good, man. And that was just one of the most recent things that went down on there. But every every day, dude, it's it's one of those things where you got all these people that we're in the study. Nobody really knows we're in the study. You know, it's not like like somebody that goes to church and like shows up to their study so that everybody at their local church knows they're at the study. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like nobody knows if you're going to be there or not. So it's completely like spirit focused. You know, right. there's no, there's no outside. How long do you guys talk every day? We do an hour. We go eight to nine oh, every shit. day. We, yeah. We open it with a prayer and then we literally, we just pick a book and we just go through it front to back. Right now we're in uh, Luke, but we've been through Matthew. Um, we went through first and second Corinthians. And I think we're going to do a little old Testament after Luke, but right now we're going through Luke and we literally do like maybe a chapter a day. Like we'll, we'll somebody will read through like, I don't know, maybe 10 to 15 verses, just whatever feels right. And then we'll just kind of stop and everybody will just sit there quiet for a little bit, just taking it in. And somebody will be like, damn, that was crazy. And we'll just go over it and like, just, just talk about what we think it meant and why it's important for us. And it's, it's definitely, I think probably been the thing in my life that's given me the biggest growth in the spirit is just being surrounded by these other people that are fully devoted to the spirit with no other ideas in mind while they're doing it. You know, like it's literally 100% kingdom focused channeling right. the spirit as best as we can and i th- i think it's important because for me you know and I, whenever anybody says like they're they're not feeling god as much and they're not you know just feeling the spirit as well i always tell them like you should hop in a bible study because i could go to church you know i, I feel i feel something it's it's good i go to the so woods go that, out in nature. that's I, a good I point though so me and Freddie were kind of telling you before we hopped on. So we had the more brothers on and they're kind of like what sparked this conversation of faith. And I, yeah, for sure, dude. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I grew up religious and I, but it wasn't like by my own will, I would say like, it was more, my family goes, I go. And so I felt like after so long, it was like, this is more of like, I'm being forced to be here. Let me step back. And so I kind of fell out and then talking with that, like it's always been in my mind. So then talking with them, kind of got it again. Then at the Do Hard Sing conference, I went to church with all those guys. And it was like, okay, like, these are all dudes just like me. Like, it's not like nobody here thinks they're any better than anybody. But, like, it got me back in it. So I've been now multiple times over, like, the last month and a half. And I can, oh, like, I can feel. And like you're saying, it's like people will say, I don't feel God right now, da-da-da. But the thing is, like, literally, like, this was just, like, two weeks ago. This was the sermon, like, that I heard. They were talking about your relationship with God and how you're not always going to feel it. But if you're not putting in the work, how can you expect to feel it? If you're not going to feel in love with your wife, like he basically said it, like, I don't wake up and I feel married. Like, it's not like I wake up like, oh, I feel married today, but I'm still married. And you're not going to wake up and like always feel like this rush of like, oh, God's here. But like, unless you work on that relationship, it's not, you're not going to feel it. Like, if you just let your wife chill and you do your own thing, like eventually that's going to be a problem too. And you're not going to feel connected to her either. So it's, I completely feel where you're coming from. And like, Mm -hmm. I understand what these people are saying, but it's like, unless you work on it, like how can you expect to feel that? 
Yep. Jeremy, when you say that, um, when you say like we and we lead do the Bible study, who is the we we're talking about? Is this like your community that you bring in? Is this somebody that you joined? It's it's somebody I joined. So there's a guy on Twitter. His name's Evan Moon. He he sent me a DM one day and we got on a phone call and just really cool dude. He was mm-hmm. uh he's a state champ swimmer back in Wisconsin. He swam in college a little bit and uh you know, we were, we were just bullshitting a little bit. And he told me about this Bible study he does. I don't know how it came up, but uh, he said his his good buddy from high school and college, his buddy Matt Balsalvich, is the dude that kind of, like, organizes it. And Matty B's on Twitter, too. He's a great dude. He's always tweeting Kingdom Focus stuff, man. Great dude. Real centered in the spirit, man. That dude, he's, he's something else. But – uh he kind of organized it, but it's not like it's like a lead thing, you know, it's like, it's, it's straight up. Just everybody's in there. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's so you could have one person that talks the whole time on Monday and like puts their input on everything. And then Tuesday, they don't say a word. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not like, it's like Matt's running the show and like we follow right. what Matt said. Yeah. It's just, we're all just yeah. in there learning together, you know, cause at the end of the day, we're all human beings, you know. We don't. Hey, they say who's the greatest of you in the kingdom, and Jesus said, "Whoever is the least is the greatest." Mm. You know what I mean? There, there ain't no greatest. There ain't yep. no least. We're all we're, we're just sitting here, bro. We don't know anything. We're humans. We understand what humans understand, but that ain't much. <laughs> so it's like it's it's a really good study, dude. It's it's I love it. Starts the day off right every time too, because we do it at eight a.m. Eastern time, so. That's why I guess be, the people. I, I'm gonna hop in there, but that's why to be a 6 a.m. start for me someday. Dude. Baby. Oh, hey, that's that's all right, bro. That's all right. We got this dude, Jason. Uh, he's in California. He hops on at 5 a.m. every morning. Damn. Yeah, he's, he's in there more consistent than me because you know it's it's one of those things where it's like it, you like you can miss a day or two. It's not like yeah. oh you missed a day, you better not come back. Sinner. Like, yeah, sinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. People will come in and then not come in for two weeks and come in and like. It's it's just good stuff, bro. I'm telling you, it it starts your day off so good, and and if there have been periods where I've missed like two or three days in a row, like I can feel it. Yeah, you know I mean, mm-hmm. the days don't start the same way. They just put you in such a great mood, so full of love, bro. Like everybody in there just loves each other. We're actually getting some stuff organized. I think we're sending some uh, some toys to this lady in the Philippines. She's a teacher, and she was sending us some pictures of these kids the other day and then oh hell like, yeah yeah so that'll that'll be cool but uh yeah no it's it's a great study dude great way to start the day oh yeah definitely have so, to check it out yep when uh we uh haven't got into like your story and like where you're from and stuff and i know we're all from the same area so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm very excited to uh to have a fellow Lorraine person doing some big things, man. So um, if you don't mind, Dylan, I'd like to hear a little bit of uh, a JR story, see what life's like, and then start rolling from there. Yeah, buddy. So, all right. I uh, grew up in Lorraine Amherst area. Um, Squad. Played sports my whole life. Sports was my life. You know, that's that's all I was doing. Football, baseball, I wrestled a little bit. Um, Always been getting big since I could remember I was old enough to hold a weight. My brother, uh, he's like 10 years older than me. And when he got out of high school, he went to college, 
uh, played football at Ohio Dominican and he was studying exercise science. And then uh, he got out of there and then he got his personal training cert um, and he was training people. And I was one of those people, you know, ever since I think I was maybe like 10 when we had our, uh, we had some weights in the garage. We had, a, we had a small squat rack and a weight tree bench and some uh, barbells, little barbell dumbbells, like the, the mini barbells, you know what I mean? Stack mm-hmm. weights on. Um, and we would just be getting after it, dude. And then, so like, then I, I grew up a little bit, um, wanted to go to the military after school. Uh, some things happened. I couldn't. So I went to LCCC. You boys know that. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, little, I did my time there. Oh yeah. So I, I went there for a couple of years. Uh, no goal in mind. I, I said I wanted to be a lawyer because that's what everybody told me I'd be good at. So I was like, all right, I'm going for political science. Like, I, was, I was just wasting time, <laughs> dude. I wasted two years there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, I got my associates, which is good. But, like, I wasn't – I didn't really have anything focused. So then when I was done with my associates, I was like, shit, I can't waste any more time here. I've, I've, I've capped out LC. Got to figure <laughs> something else out. And – so I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll go back to playing football. So uh, I talked to a couple schools. I had some buddies that played at uh, Baldwin-Wallace. And I got a decent little scholarship offer to go play uh, football there. And everything was good to go. Uh, July, the summer before my first semester was starting, I was going to be my junior year going in there. Uh, I was playing basketball on fast break. Hit a mean old Euro step. <laughs> Look, I cradled the ball in one hand, kind of pushed off with the other, and then I, I went over to my right leg to hit the euro and hit the layup. But when I went over, the other dude came over with me, and my knee just went. Oh, oh yeah, snapped it good. It was it was tough, and uh, called my coach, let him know that I uh, had a torn ACL. Mm. He he was not happy to say the <laughs> least. Uh, but, I mean, it was what it was. So, I was still planning to go to school. I had gotten surgery. Um, How old were you at this time? I was 20. Okay. So, yeah, I was 18, 19. I spent at LC, and then I was 20. I was getting ready to go there. And then I was going for political science. It's going to be my major there. But uh, Still in that lawyer thing, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, hey, I, I didn't know what. I knew I wanted to play football, but I was like, sure, I guess this is the path I'm on. Hey, but you don't got to explain to me, bro. I changed my major about six times. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and that's, that was part of the thing, too, is I always heard people say, oh, don't, you don't want to change your major. You don't want to change your major. So I was like, you don't. Well, trust me. I, I guess this is what I started. I might as well just keep it here, whatever. So now uh, I got an apartment. I'm out in Berea, uh, getting ready for football. You know, I'm rehabbing a little bit, uh, getting ready for classes. And my parents called me up five days before the semester started. <clears throat> and they said, hey, you got a letter here from Baldwin Wallace. I was like, okay, why do you call me to tell me about a letter? Like, I, I can just grab it whenever. And they're like, well, you might want to come home and see it. So I was like, what? All right. Can't take I, a picture and send me this shit? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. So I, I, fucking, I drive home. I'm so confused pull up and they got it sitting on the kitchen table i remember i walk in and it said 
my scholarship was no longer available. I went from oh, paying five, dude. I went from paying five thousand a year to thirty-five thousand a year. Five days before the semester started. Holy shit! Yeah, dude. I'm already locked into my apartment for a year. I've got all my shit moved in. You know, like, yeah, dude. Dropped Damn. it right on. Rough. Yeah, that that sucked. So, you know. I'm a cheap bastard. I said thirty five thousand for school. I'm out. I'm. I was just gonna ask. No did you play. go through with it or no? <laughs> Hell no. I, I dropped out right then and there, bro. Yep. Well, not right then and there. I made some calls to try and get it figured out. Zero help came from that. Yeah. Damn. At all from nobody. So, uh, dude, I remember I even had a fucking. I had a meeting with the president of the whole university, like one on one in his office. Give him my little spiel, and he was like, "Well, you seem like a good dude, but I got nothing to do with the money, man. So I don't know what to tell you, bro. It's like, so oh fucked God. up. Like they, yeah, dude. Like they just yeah. like they take these kids. Like you're a kid at that point. Like just trying to better yourself. You mm-hmm. you get hurt, no fault of your own. Like I'm sorry. Like if you would have got hurt playing for them, it would have been the same shit. It's so yeah. fucked up the way that system works, man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is, man. But. Yeah, that so that was done, and then uh, now I'm trying to figure my stuff out. So I didn't know what I was gonna do. I knew that real estate was how people make money. So I was like, you know what? If if I'm gonna be getting into real estate someday, making money, I better know how to work on these houses. So I got an electric apprenticeship, and I became a electrician. Did that for about a year. And I knew I didn't want to be an electrician forever. I just want to mm-hmm. learn it. I did it for a year. I learned it really good. That's probably my best trade that I know is electric. But then I swapped out of there and I got into uh, trim carpentry. And I learned a little bit of carpentry, you know, did yep. that for about six months. You know, I'm, I'm not no master or nothing, but I learned the basics of what I would need to know to do a house. And then I got into a little bit of plumbing. So back of all trades, baby. Yeah, dude. I, oh, that's what I wanted to do, man. I just wanted to know a little bit of everything. So if I was going to house someday, you know, and it, it needed, uh, you know, just something small. Like, just the trim on the house was garbage. Maybe, like, rotted yep. by water or whatever. Fix the water damage and then go back in and do the trim. Well, if you hire somebody to do trim, it's expensive. But it's something that's so easy to do. You just have to know how to do it and know the little things, you know? Anybody out there that's listening, you want yep. to put trim, I'll tell you. You cut a three-eighth inch block. <laughs> you put it against the wall everywhere. You cut your edges for your trim. You put that bitch up against the wall, and you nail it in with an air gun. Simple as that. It's super easy. <laughs> he I, just gave I, you an apprenticeship for free. Right? <laughs> hey, for free. It, it's really as simple as that, bro. YouTube University can teach you everything. But, uh, but yeah, so I was doing that, and then – now the time rolls around, I can go back in the military again, which was my first idea in the in the first place of everything mm-hmm. before I was even going to college. And uh, now that ball rolls around, so I'm like, all right. And uh, I start calling, making some calls, and I go through the army, um, heard their thing, and some stuff happened with that, and that didn't work out. So I ended up in an Air Force recruiting office, getting ready to do air traffic control. So I walk in and I basically told him I want to do air traffic control. And 
they're like, well, Air Force doesn't work like that. You can't just pick your job. Like you can kind of give us a rundown and we'll tell you what's what we get for you. Mm-hmm. All right. But then this dude starts walking out the back of the office and he's like, hey, can't pick those jobs, but you can pick these jobs. And he hands me these two brochures. One's for uh, TACP and one's for CCT. And I was looking at them and they were just some badass jobs, man. Jumping out of planes, scuba diving, tactical stuff, blowing yeah. shit up. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm on this. I, you got <laughs> me. I'm, I'm sold. So that's that's what I did for uh, for a while. Were the jobs actually, like, I'm assuming you got one of those jobs? Uh, yeah, I was in for combat control. Were they as advertised? Well, see, <laughs> no, it, it was definitely hardcore shit. Like, I still know a lot of dudes that are in there, and I see the stuff that they've been posting yeah. to, like, their private accounts, and I'm like, damn, that looks so much fun. But COVID rolls around. Uh fucking COVID. Everybody's favorite COVID, thing. dude. And I said right from the very beginning I was never gonna get that shot. And that's what they did. They said you gotta get that shot if you wanna be in Uncle Sam's Air Force party. So yep. I didn't get that shot. And then boom, pivot again. Jesus. Yeah, dude. It, dude, it's it's like a like my life's been like a pinball machine, bro. Kind of hear that boom boom. All <laughs> right. But everything I've learned, I think, has led me to the point where I'm at right now. Yep. Which is truly a great spot for me to be. I think, man, I'm I'm doing way more to help people than I would have if I was in the Air Force, if I was being a lawyer, if I was just flipping houses for myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got sent home. And I knew when I got sent home, I didn't want to work for nobody. It's just not how I'm wired. I don't know. It's just, I don't, there's nothing wrong with working nine to fives, you know, but that's just. Not for you. Yeah. That's just not how I'm wired. It's just, I don't know. Just over my experiences, I've learned that. I just, I don't like having to work on somebody else's schedule. Somebody else Mm -hmm. giving me stuff. That's just not for me. And back to my brother that's been training forever we got a gym back home okay so it's a big old warehouse we've had weights in it since 2009 never really ran it seriously it's just been our our hangout spot man my grandma she used to do y'all remember snyder's of berlin chips yeah Yeah. fuck yeah dude we had a distributorship for snyder's of berlin so my grandma Mm. and grandpa and all my dad and all his brothers they all worked in the business. I think I might know one of your uncles. Who? Um, Joel? Yeah, Joel. Joel was the man. Dude, he was the fucking yes. man. He was super close with my father um, and my mom. And dude, so, dude, fuck dude. yeah. <laughs> Holy yep. shit, what a small world. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's that's my uncle, man. He, yeah, uh, he was awesome, dude. Yeah, he passed away in like 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. I think. I wish he was still around. But yeah. yeah that, was, that was a really good dude. Fuck he, yeah. He got a lot of stuff rolling. He was actually the last one that was running the warehouse. That's what I thought. But yeah, my, my grandma, she's 92. So she hasn't really done it in like 20, mm-hmm. 30 years. And that was Joel that was uh, running the warehouse, just running the distributing. So 
basically anybody that doesn't know what that means, it's basically if you know Snyder's chips, they would come up with a big old semi truck, unload just boxes of chips, pretzels, a little Elmer fudge, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. They would load them in the warehouse. Dudes that were working in the warehouse would take it, put it in stacks where it's supposed to be in the warehouse. And then every morning, there were six box trucks get loaded up and they would drive out on their route. They would hit gas stations, schools, bars, clubs, whoever needed chips, anybody. Yep. They uh, would come to my dad's golf course. Yeah, there you go. See golf <laughs> courses? <laughs> yep. yep. But uh, when Joel passed away, nobody was there to continue running the business. So it just kind of was one of those things that just went astray. You know, we had mm-hmm. just probably 10,000 bags of chip just sitting in the warehouse, not doing nothing, you know, just, Damn. just getting stale. And uh, while they were just sitting there, nobody was using the warehouse. Uh, my brother and I asked our grandma, they were like, hey, can we throw some throw some weights in here? She's like, oh, yeah, I don't care. Use it. And we're like, yeah. all right, cool. So in the very corner of this warehouse, like hidden behind a 12-foot tall wall of Snyder's of Berlin chip boxes, we had a squat rack, a bench, a weight tree, barbells and dumbbells like we had in the garage. All we did was move it over there. Fuck and yeah. dude. We went to and a lot of bands too. We we did a lot of band work. We would just run the halls, basically. It was like mm-hmm. little hallways between the boxes, and we just get the bands and just we'd be jumping, running, doing all the plyometric stuff with the band. Bands are great. Anybody out there wants to work out, doesn't have that much equipment, just get you some bands. You can go to work. Yep. But uh, yeah, we we did some serious work back there, man. I was like. 16 years old squatting 500 pounds staring <laughs> at, at a wall of chips Fuck yeah <laughs> yeah and uh over time you know we finally convinced her to get the chips out of there so we got the chips out and we moved the from the corner over to the opposite side where there's a lot more space and then over time so we started adding stuff and uh it's honestly a real good community gym man because so much of the stuff we got was from friends was from local schools when they got new weight mm-hmm. uh you know we, we got some turf from this place in avon that was uh just getting new turf they wanted to get rid of the old turf so they gave us their old stuff and uh damn that's dope yeah dude it was it's one of those things another man's trash another man's treasure yep <laughs> that's what it turned into because now you look at that weight room and you think about how we got all that stuff and it's like damn yet this stuff was just given away yeah and that's wild yeah dude so now we got good old weight room set up and back home from the air force and opening up the house of steel baby hell yeah so you got you guys um Anybody can get a membership there, or is it, like, private, or how did, how's the gym ran now? Well, anybody can get a membership there, man. It's it's always been sort of a private thing. Like I yeah. Saying, kind of just like a, a bro spot, you know? It's like, yep. I would work out there, my brother would work out there, our friends would work out there, and then uh, my brother was training people at the time, but not really in large scale. He was working other jobs, too. He was just kind of doing that extra. Um. A lot of really good athletes that trained in there, though. Um, I don't know if y'all know Rashad Barry. 
Yep. Yep. He was he worked out in there for like five six years. Oh, yeah, your brother coached for a little bit, right? Yeah, he, he coached yeah, yeah. Lauren. Okay. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of those dudes. Um, Sherm. Mm-hmm. Pablo was in there a little bit. Damn, that's sick. Dude, I'm so pissed. I've been fucking going to Planet Fitness when I go bro, home. When I went home <laughs> and we lived I'm together, so I was like, pissed. I'm not lifting anywhere else, bro. <laughs> Dude, that's unreal. I think I'm going to be home the end of September, so I'm about to hit you up and, and come go. and check the place out. Heck yeah, you got, you got to, man. Got to. Damn. And, and when y'all are visiting from, from far, I mean, it don't cost no money either. We, we do memberships for people that are regularly coming, but I don't do day passes or nothing like that. It's like, you want to come check it out while you're home, bro? Just come okay. on, yeah. come get it in. Hell yeah, oh, yeah, bro. that's dope. So, what's the vision for it, man? What What are you about to do? What are you What are you about to make the House of Steel into? Dude, we're gonna have multiple UFC champions fighting out the House of Steel. Is what it's gonna okay. turn into. Okay, hell that's yeah, baby! I love the confidence true. in what you just said, bro. You were like, yep. "We're going to." <laughs> well, y- y'all are from Y'all are from Lorraine. You know what Lorraine's about. Lorraine yeah. has so much life and so much potential and so much fuel and so many athletes yep we just need a place to let all that anger out mm-hmm. you know? and, and ufc it's the fastest growing sport in the world i there's some scrappers in the rain y'all know that fuck yeah y'all know that. there's some scrappers <laughs> and we got that weight room already set up in there everybody's gonna be fast everybody's gonna be strong everybody's gonna be conditioned everybody's gonna be sharp up top because that's that's the biggest thing I think when it comes to working out and especially at the steel is like if people are coming in and they're not going ham and really working, I don't, yeah. you know, it's kind of one of those things. What are like, you doing right, here? Man. Yeah. What are you doing here? It's, yep. it's, I'm not, like, I, I don't come up to you if like I see somebody slacking one time, be like, Hey, get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's one of those conversations that I've already had with a couple of people where it's like, dude, this ain't, this, this ain't planet fitness. What you think you're doing? Yeah, this this ain't what this is. This is a place where we're working. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. It, like how fast people are progressing in there. There's dudes that came in a month ago, eh, a little probably like six weeks ago, benching like two twenty five, squatting two twenty five. You know, just numbers. You're not really pushing too hard. Yeah. Now they're hitting like 280 on bench, about to push four wheels on squat. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, you, you can't get that strong that fast. You know what I mean? Nah. That's not, a, you know, it, it doesn't work like that. Yep. All those gains are coming from up here. You know what I mean? It's it's a 100% mental thing, bro. And people just, people don't know how to push nowadays, I feel. It's like. intensity. People, people don't know, like, how to train with intensity. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That intensity is everything too, because you can, bro. You can. You don't even need equipment, but if you train with intensity outside, you find something to do pull ups on. You yeah, find something, yeah, yeah, dude. Like you, you don't need shit if you got intensity. Yeah. You know? I remember um, one of my boys back in the day had got locked up for something, and he came out, and you would have thought that he went away to like bodybuilding school, and I was like, or like bodybuilding classes. I was like, bro, what the fuck you do? He's like push-ups sit-ups this and that all day long that's all i could do and i was like good god and he was fucking <laughs> but he was and he was saying the same thing he's like i'd grab on whatever i could to do pull-ups on the bunk he was like i would do push-ups sit-ups all that it's like you don't need mach- machines at all you don't need bands you don't need none of it but like uh, i'm said, not you saying have have it up here i'm not saying i want to go to jail but no. i think i would thrive in jail 
Like I need like that discipline <laughs> regimen, not. bro. That discipline regimen, dude. I will fucking kill it in there. I'll be so <laughs> strict. Have about three square meals a day. No one Hell yeah. Figure Bog. out my macros every yep. same meal. I don't gotta worry about <laughs> nothing else, bro. Fuck that. I'm not saying I want to go. I think I could do it. <laughs> saying it's a good environment. We should, yeah. we should all I don't know if I'm saying our, that either. Yeah. We, we should all strive to make our environments feel more prison-like, you know? <laughs> Honestly, though. Shit, the world might be a better place for some of these nut jobs real, out dude. here. Hey. It's a world of comfort. Prison ain't got no comfort. Nope. That's a fact. That's, you could put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been to prison, though, so I don't want anybody out there getting it twisted. Yeah, no, me neither, and I don't want to. <laughs> you went through, like, basic training and shit, bro. It's basically the same shit. Yeah, dude, honestly. Yeah, same. I got my buddy Brody next to me. He's, he's shaking his head, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I've been there. And I thrive there, too. That's why I think I'd be good in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So what's that? Are you, are you training people one-on-one? Or when you say that you've been able to help people and um, I guess like, it sounds bad, touch more people. <laughs> Not like that, but like uh, make an impact on <laughs> more people. Bro. <laughs> make an impact on more people what are you doing outside of the gym or what are you doing that um goes hand in hand with the gym to be able to make that like impact well i tell you what the biggest thing is that mental side you know Mm -hmm. it's it's not i don't need to be collecting a personal training membership from you to get on your ass and teach you about you using your fucking head yeah and getting in the zone when you're doing shit you know if if People are in their lackadaisical, you know. It's just, it's the way it is. It's just the way, I think. Uh, human nature. Especially, yeah, it's human nature. And, and a lot of these dudes, it's like, a lot of them played sports in high school. And, you know, when, you, when you're playing those sports, to a certain degree, you know, you're taught to lock in. And you're taught to do it, depending on what your program is and who's, who's leading it. You know, some people teach it better than others. But it's one of those things where after – we get out of sports for the first time, you know, eight, 19 to 30 years old, you know, that, that little time cycle, people just, they forget all that work that they were forced to do, you know, cause that, mm-hmm. that the weight room, the S and C that's not, it's not like people that were playing sports did that for fun. They did it because that was required for their sport and they had to do it. So it's like, now that they're not playing the sport. They don't have that prison regiment. You know, yep. where they they better be there or else their ass is grass when it comes to the season time. They ain't, ain't going to be playing. They're going to be running sprints because they ain't got no discipline. Mm-hmm. Weren't there in the off season lifting weights. But, you know, we don't have that after that high school, college sports, you know. Yep. And it's just one of those things where I feel like we definitely should because there's absolutely no bad that comes from it at all. It's only good that comes out of it. But it's just one of those things where nobody's really thinking about it because I feel like after that stage, people are more so thinking about getting to their money, you know, maybe finding their wife, you know, maybe finding a house, securing a good job, going to school, doing what society wants them to do, you know, mm-hmm. getting, like, yep. they get in this in this path that is already pre-made. You better not try and jump the walls and get out of it you better just walk down this narrow road yep. that's all you can do 
And I feel like there's just not enough emphasis on it. And when you really look at it and think about it for what it is, if you are keeping that discipline with yourself when nobody else is doing it for you, what's going to happen with your money, your wife, yep. your job, your getting a house, raising mm-hmm. up a family? It's only going to do good, but it's on you to do it now. You know, there's nobody else holding your hand. You don't have that that coach leading you on the way like hey you better be in the weight room three four days this week when we're when we're all lifting you know you don't have anybody because it's it's just on you and that's what i feel like the biggest thing that i'm trying to do with the gym is is i'm i'm trying to bring all these kind of what you guys are saying with uh the dti community you want that accountability for everybody and to kind of help show people you need to be doing this because Mm -hmm. it's good for you know, not not for any other reason, just because it's good for you. And that's that's what I want to do. I want to because I, I think, it, like I said, it just comes full circle. If you can get in the weight room and hit a, a leg day and squat with intensity and really push yourself with a spotter behind you, picking your chest up when you collapse under the bar, you should be collapsing under the bar. There's no reason not to. Everybody says, oh, training with reps in reserve. I fucking hate that shit, dude. I don't know what you got to think about that. I think that is so stupid, bro. Like people will say, oh, the sciences and the studies, but dude, I've been training my whole life and I've never fucking trained with reps in reserve, dude. I just fucking go ham until I can't do the shit no more. <laughs> and I think it got me pretty strong. Like, you know, I, I don't have any like sources or, or... <laughs> but it's all anecdotal. Like you've seen it with you and you've seen it with other guys who are coming through the gym. Like you exactly. were just talking about, like guys don't just get that strong. But, I mean, clearly something's getting there. I've trained with a lot of dudes who are the same way. It's train to failure, train to failure, train to failure. And, I mean, I think it can be detrimental. But for the most part, like, you have to be okay with failing. Like, if you're not, you're never going to ever want to push it because you're just going to be like, oh, I'm comfortable with this amount of weight. Let me just stay here. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, on top of that, man, that's that's the main thing, really. And, like I said, when – we get the mats down and we start getting some dudes rolling around and fighting Fuck I yeah. to bring that to that side as well, because I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say, I'm going to be the coach. You know, I know all that shit. I don't know nothing about none of that shit. Yeah. But You're I got providing the space. Exactly. I got buddies that know a lot about it. You know, I'm not, I'm not a one man show. I only, I know how to lift and I know how to fucking lock in mm-hmm. the other shit. You know, I can, I can help with that aspect of it, but, Teamwork makes the dream work, man. I, you know, I was listening to this Nick Saban talk, and he was saying how people. I mean, it's a famous saying, you know, there's no I in team, but there's an I in win, and yeah. that's from the individual. And if the individual brings the right intensity, got integrity, and brings the shit that they're supposed to be bringing, that's how you win. When you bring all these individuals together and put them on a team, mm-hmm. but everybody doing their part, their role, what they do. And just bringing it all together, you know, you try and do too much on your own and it's, it ain't never going to end well. That's yep. what's so dope to me about like this Twitter community is what I'm going to call it. Cause that's where y'all fucking, that's even where I met you and we fucking live in the same city. Like that's how <laughs> yep. all these dudes are together. It's like, none of these dudes have like this mentality of like, I need this for me. Everybody's like, how can I help everybody? I mean, yeah. th- this is something I want to talk about anyway, but like you're hosting this whole elevate thing at the house of steel. Like, yeah, but that in itself, like yeah, a lot of people will be dope. like, 
ah, that ain't me. Like, I'm, I'm not going to support that. Like, I'm building my own shit here. But you're like, come on, bro. Like, bring these people in here and let's all grow yeah. together. I'm, yep. I'm in LMA. What you, what you mean, man? Yeah. I'm not, not going to try and form my own shit. That's, that's right. my team. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's the, I'm the individual. Mm-hmm. That I have a gym. I have the space to do it. Why would I not? have my boys coming over there you know yeah yep. but dude, a lot of people day. that's the thing is like a lot of people don't got that mindset bro it's yeah, just this specific community all feels that way and that's the thing that i love the most about it yeah that's what it's about dude that's how you that's how you mm-hmm. get shit done. they ever did something on their own bro that's how you elevate nobody, nobody. people I, a lot of people talk about self-made you know i'm self-made you know i, I did this shit on my own no nope. you didn't Lying as shit. shit. There ain't no way self-made. It doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. All that is ego. Yeah. Mm Mhm. Yep. Yeah. What's that? What's uh elevate? What's uh gonna look like when they come there? Are you guys gonna put on try and bring people from your gym to like join the elevate community, or what is uh what is a collaboration? I know you're in elevate, um, but what does that look like, or what are you guys trying to like gain from it? Dude, we're just trying to meet up and get fucking yoked. That's oh, yeah. dope. Fuck That's yeah. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We're just trying to meet up and get fucking big, dude. It's it's fun meeting people that, like you say, in the, in the community that have the same kind of, mm-hmm. you know, thought process and the same goals in mind. It's good meeting and hanging out with the people in real life because, you know, doing it through the internet's cool. Dude, it's so different. It's yeah, so it's different cool. linking up in person. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, like if we were doing this podcast all just sitting together on the same couch, that would be really yeah. cool. Uh, Hell it's yeah. just cool yeah. being in person with people. And that, that's yeah. the, you know, just bringing everybody. So, and especially the guys that haven't met everybody yet, you know, yep. being able to grow deeper relationships with each other yep. and bringing people in that haven't met everybody yet. And then on top of that, just fucking pushing, bro. Fuck Set, yeah. That new PRs, baby. It always <laughs> yeah. feels good to get a PR. Yeah, so much sir. Yeah, we actually, last... we Go got a, I was just going to say, we get, we got the itinerary if you guys want to hear it out a little bit. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, I want to like, know what's going on for sure. I'm pissed so, like I'm not going to be, like I'm coming home like three weeks later, so I'm like, fuck. Ah, dude, it would be so good if you were. And it, and it, like, that's the thing, too. It's not just like an elevate thing. If, if there's anybody listening to this podcast that's in the area and they want to come hit this deadlift, come hit it, bro. This ain't, oh, yeah. this ain't no private event. This, is, this ain't a paid event. This is all free. We're just meeting up and we're getting fucking big. Fuck love yeah, it, dude. <laughs> fucking love it. I'm getting hammed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. It's uh, October 29th is when we're pulling, but we're going to be – we got stuff scheduled from kind of Thursday to kind of Sunday. Thursday okay. – we're going to meet up at 5 p.m. at the Steel and get a little lift in. You know, not, maybe not everybody's there. Maybe some people are going to leave after work mm-hmm. um, Thursday and, and get in a little later. But if, if people are there at 5 p.m., just going to get a lift in, get some dinner, you know, just chop it up, hang out, build them relationships. And then Friday, that's when it's going to start. October 28th in Lorain, Ohio. Yes, sir. What do you guys think Lake Erie is going to be, temperature wise? Mm. Oh, y'all getting in? Oh, we're getting in. <laughs> Hell baby. yeah, dude! Hell yeah! Starting off, starting off with the with the nice cold plunge. Yep. In there, just just hang out, maybe bring some floaties, you know, relax a little bit, just have a good day. <laughs> some floaties. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, 9 a.m., going to hit that. 10 a.m., going to get some food. And then after 10 a.m., probably just going to branch out. Everybody do their own yeah. thing. You know? I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be like, you know, fucking, we're doing this, 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 and this, and yeah. this, and this. And yeah. you better fucking be there. You know, like, bro. Now, that's the best way to do it. Let everybody kind of, like, just have time to, like, themselves. Like, if people want to go chill, people want to mingle, like, they'll most likely all hang out anyway. So, it's it's dope. Exactly, yeah. Everybody's probably going to be kicking it regardless. But uh, we'll be hanging out. And then, again, 5 p.m., lift time, get some food after. And then Saturday, we're going to be meeting up at 9 a.m. at the Steel. Lock the fuck that. in. Lock the fuck in. We're going to have some breakfast in us be ready to go and we're gonna be pulling bro we're gonna Hell be pulling until yeah. we can't pull no more yes sir yeah, this buddy, dude got I... me one to look at flights bro <laughs> <laughs> come out bro it's gonna be a good time and then uh we'll just be doing that shit you know i don't know when we're gonna stop whenever we stop is when we stop and uh then we're gonna be done a little bit for the day but we're doing a 75 hard right now as, yep. as a group mm-hmm. so uh Gotta get two two workouts in in the day. So after we pull our max ever, we're gonna all meet up at five p.m. at my favorite park of all time. Y'all y'all boys know about Peasley? I don't. I don't think I do actually, bro. You guys don't know about Peasley? Where's it at? Uh, oh, dude, you know. Uh... Peasley, man, man that's tough. About either. Where's it at? Like, what's it by? Do you guys know? Uh... Gay Bob's Meats. <laughs> no, bro, I don't. You guys, you guys don't know about Gay Bob's Meats? Did I fucking live in Lorraine? What is it? <laughs> all right. Um, you know, all right, listen, you know where the corner is? Dylan's are? looking up Gay Bob's Meats. Nah, I'm clipping that. I had to write down the time so I know where to pull that at. <laughs> yeah, all right. You, you boys ever gone quarry jumping? Yeah, I know where that's at. Yeah, I know where that's at. Okay. So the one is Bob where... just like a dude who lives under the quarry. <laughs> gets gets tuggies <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> well, no, it's it's right by there. So look, if you know where the quarries are, you never seen the deli shop called Sunday's Deli. That doesn't uh... sound anything like Gay Bob's meats. <laughs> hey, it's it's the same thing, bro. Gay all Bob right. owns Sunday's, and that's just what it is, man. Gay all Bob's right, all right. Gay Bob, dude, that's a fucking character. You go in there, oh, shit. And you just can't stop laughing, that dude. He was in the Marines, so I, I understand his humor now. But oh. when I was young, I was like, this dude's gay as shit, man. What the fuck? Just <laughs> <laughs> trying to get my food and leave. What's he talking about? But oh, he said shit. he was in the Marines. Now I get his humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So shit. There's a there's an apple orchard back there by the Corys, kinda. Do you guys okay. know where that is? Miller's, I think. Yeah, yeah. I know where Miller yep. is. Okay, so look, if you're imagine you're at the quarries and you're coming down, you bust the left towards the apple orchards. You know when you pull up on the apple orchards and it's like a dead end road, you can go right or go left. Yep. Okay, so look, you're gonna go left and then you keep driving, there's a big hill, you go down and come way up. When you yeah, get to I've never been to this hill, park, dog. Dude, it's so listen, it's Moral of the story is it's the best fucking park ever. and it, I'm about to go even if I'm not here for this just because I want to know where it is. Dude, it's my favorite place to go hang out, bro. I'm stopping at Gay Bob's Meats or yeah. whatever beforehand. 
You gotta go to Gay Bob's Meats. Get you get you a Mexican mic. Mexican mic is the best one. All right. And this then... is weird, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you get you a Mexican mic. It's spicy. And then uh, you go to Peasley Park. Look, if you just look up Peasley Road, Ohio, it'll take you exactly where you need to okay. go. Just look up Peasley Road. Because I don't think it's an actual park. It's kind of just like you take this road and then it turns into a gravel road. Yeah. And there's like a big old cornfield or a soybean field, I think. And then you pull into a little parking lot. And then, it's dude, it's the best fucking spot ever. If y'all don't know it, you got, you're going to have your new favorite place, bro. It's like you can hike on it and you can go a little to the left off the main trail. And you can literally walk on the edge of like a fucking. I can't believe I've never heard of this. Dude, it's like a it's like a hundred foot cliff face, just Damn. sheer drop, bro. Like if you slip, Damn. <laughs> yeah, if you slip, it's it's gonna be a rough. I don't I don't. It's not gonna be a rough day, you know. It, it could be the day you go up and meet. Yeah, dude. Right? It could be the best day. Dad, you know? No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, None yeah, at all, but, man. Uh, None at all. <laughs> so, anyways, that's where we're going after we fucking pull our max deadlift. Fuck yeah. We, I literally have flights pulled up right now. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> Mainly for Gay Bob. Buddy. Hey, yeah. Hey, Gay Bob, he's waiting on you. <laughs> and Mexican <Bob> Mike. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, so, shit, dude. So 5 p.m., we're going to Peasley for the uh, anti sissy movement after oh, yeah. death. And then Sunday, we're going to church. Fuck yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. It's going to be a great weekend. Hell yeah. Love yeah, it. that's that's dope. I like that. Yeah. If that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will because Yeah, dude. <laughs> we might have to be there, Dylan. Hey, you guys You're are already gonna be here. Weekend. Or is that right before? No, I'll be in Chicago. <sighs> or drive it in, bro. I could. <laughs> it's honestly it's, I just looked it's a pretty cheap flight for me. Is it? Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. You know me, I'll pull the trigger right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Flights at Hopper, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hopper, man. Hopper's yeah, bro, that's the spot. That's you the guys spot. know. You guys know what I just started listening to? What? My this could go uh, anywhere after Gay Bob. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Joey Okam got me hip. Okay. Are, are you guys uh, Hormozy fiends? I listen to him here and there. Dude. For Mosey's first 150 episodes, Joey just told me this. His first 150 episodes his of his podcast, The Game, it's not even called The Game. It's called Gym Secrets. And the first 150 episodes are all about how he opened his gyms. Okay. And how business. Dude, I've been learning so much from it. Joey's so, big into Hormozy because he's always I've telling been, me, like, these, like, what well, we had a big conversation about it that day, Chipotle with him. So. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'll definitely check that out because I this is I've never really verbalized this, but I do want to open a gym eventually. And not even for like oh not even oh. for like the sake because I've worked drop. close to <laughs> gyms, like with people who own gyms. And I know like I'm not gonna get fucking rich off of one gym. Like if if I can get memberships to pay the fucking bills and shit, I mainly want it for a backdrop for myself. for content and community that's it like i just want it so i can do what the fuck i want without anybody else telling me what to do yeah bring bring the homies in like you're doing and just fucking create content and community man 
and and you know the best part that you can do with it uh i can't send a picture in the nah. but uh i i don't know if you guys have seen the logo for the gym mm-hmm. you, you've seen it dylan yeah i haven't that's what it's a dude it's uh if if you go on instagram and look it's got up, like the cross in it right yeah bro and that that's I could probably Look pull it up, up and house, show it. Yeah, the House of Steel OH. Yeah, I follow it. And that cross is the main part of it, bro. If uh, if we can get people in the gym that don't necessarily have that on their hearts. Oh, yeah, there you go. It's all fucking dope. reflecting shit, but yeah. Dude. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, if, if we can get people in there, man, that are, that are there to work out and, you know, maybe – Maybe we slip that word to them and yep. save their life. Fuck yeah. Then that's what the gym's about, man. You get one person, and I, I think that's life's greatest pursuit. You know, that's what life's all about, trying to bring people with us, you know, because all this stuff's going to fade. Yep. You know? Yep. It's all going to fade. It's the only thing that matters. And I love it, man. I love what you're doing. I love that it's in the rain. Like, yep. it's fucking dope. It's so dope. The rain needs it, bro. It does. It really do. does. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for where it's going to go, bro. I think 10, 15 years down the line, that's going to be – it's going to be a spot where people in Lorraine, especially the young kids in Lorraine, are mm-hmm. – that's going to be their spot, you know? Yeah. And, Dude, and ever it, since, like, I moved and was at IVB, I always wanted something like that in Lorraine. And I can like the energy that's building behind it. I can already tell like that's what that's about to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. I hope so. I hope so. I don't. I don't want to copy nothing. Nah. You know? Like, I, yeah, I'm not doing it to like be just like that. But no. I, that's definitely a great, uh, great mold, dude. Zach is a legend, and what mm-hmm. he did with that place is awesome. And I'm, I'm definitely, I'm stealing one thing from him though. I'll tell you this much. I saw a sign he had. Next to the thermostat that said, yeah. cold question mark. Work Train harder, hard. baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting that sign up in there. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's not a joke either. He don't turn that shit on. I could tell you firsthand. I don't even have heat, bro. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It. Train harder. <laughs> Train hard, baby. Especially in them, them February, January. Mm-hmm. Cold times. Oh yeah. That's one thing about the warehouse is it holds heat extremely well. So in the winter, like up until December, January, it's still pretty warm in there. Yeah. But from January to March, April, <laughs> it's gonna hold some cold. Better bring your sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Freddie, you got anything? No. All right. JR, definitely shout out your Twitter. You're probably one of the most underfollowed dudes on there. You post fucking valuable shit every day. I just say your blood curls uh, yesterday yeah. morning. So you hit them, yeah, dude. Those are brutal, ain't it? Hell yeah, dude. Oh yeah, blood curls mixed with a, a nice set of spider curls, and your arms yep. just fall right off. <laughs> yep. So definitely shout out your social. Let everybody know where they can find you, bro. Oh yeah. If uh, if y'all want to see me on Twitter, it's JR. Smith underscore I I I. It's gonna it's gonna pull up as the real J.R. Smith, not to be confused with 
the J.R. Smith that uh, <laughs> made fortunate blunder in the 20, <laughs> was it, 2018 finals. Oh shit! Yeah, that was that was rough. But uh, yeah, my, my Instagram is J.R. Smitty. That's S M I T T Y I I I. And if you guys want to support the gym and, and see what's going on at the gym, that one is just the House of Steel O H. Oh yeah. If you're yeah, in the maybe. rain, which a lot of these people probably are, definitely go check out the gym. It's right on fucking Overland Ave. Like it's Dude, Matt, not Matt's hard to gonna, find, bro. Matt's gonna be so salty he didn't know about this gym when he I, listens to it's, this. It's bad because I never told him either and I've been there. Damn. <laughs> You had our you had our boy going to Planet Fitness. I thought he liked it, man. I thought he liked it. No, he hates it. I thought he liked it because he gets to use the Smith machine. It makes him feel stronger than he actually is. <laughs> Clip that you know, and post that too to piss him off. You know what we what we've been hitting to feel stronger than we really are is reverse bands. You guys, oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I was I was reading a study the other day that said if you do reverse bands or yeah. chains on a deadlift. The, I mean, obviously, when you're at your weakest point of the lift, mm-hmm. it's going to help you do it. But at some point, the bands just completely let go. So you're doing a weight that's way more than you can do regularly. Yeah. I was reading the study that did say that if you can do that, then it's just going to boost every other part of your lift along with it. Mm. It's, it said it's not something to do as like a month training block. But if you do it like a week or two in a row and then go okay. back to normal stuff, it'll get you fucking big. And it, Fuck, dude, it's, yeah. it went crazy. I, uh, I did 315 for three on the reverse bands like a month ago. And like it was tough. I was bouncing that shit off my chest. And oh, then yeah. this past week, I hit 405 for three pause rep on there. Jesus. And dude, I, I think doing the bands was a part of it, bro. That and pause reps. Pause reps are they've been getting me big. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. I gotta I gotta come through and max out one time because I don't got any spotters out here. Let's see where oh, we're at, baby. Dude, get you a spotter. Yeah, all I got's my girl and I don't trust her to go too high. <laughs> <laughs> what are you but, saying, Dylan? <laughs> I'm saying that she'll fucking drop that shit on me, bro. <laughs> I'll tell her after her face. I'll I'll let her I'll let her spot me for like two fifty, but I ain't going over two fifty with her. That's terrifying. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm cool I, I on that. that. I'm cool on that, bro. Well, I hope that I see you boys in October, man. Yeah, okay. I mean, if not, I'm definitely gonna be at Thanksgiving, so I'll definitely come through for a lift then. Hell yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll figure yeah. it out. And if you guys ever want to do this again, man. I know you're kind of – if you guys ever want to get into the weeds of some, some training and some mental shit, hit me up, man. I'll hop back on here. I love you Oh, guys. yeah, for sure. Oh, Great yeah, talk. we definitely will. Oh, bro. yeah, bro. This was definitely dope. I, I had a lot of fun on this one. Yeah. This is probably the most I've on. laughed on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> All right, bro. Like Gay Bob's meets, baby. Oh, yeah, it's been real. Shout out, Gay Bob. Get you a Mexican mic. <laughs> yep, shout out, Gay Bob. Oh yeah, boys. Well, you guys have a good day. Appreciate it, Jr. You too, yep, man. Got the best weekend, man. Peace. You Love too. You, boys. Later. Love Later, you too, bro. man. Love you.